Yeah, apparently. Oh my God, Phil, are you ready? Bring us in. Can 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 um what? <laughs> we forgot what this is. I, called. I don't know what this thing is. <laughs> can you fucking believe it? I've totally forgotten. I know. Goddamn. We are back, people. And you know whether you like it or not, we're back again. And yes. We are very much aware it's been a long time since we did a podcast. A full year, in fact. Yes, but... Somebody's uh, fault. <laughs> stop pointing at me, Phil. This is <laughs> audio, not visual. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think oh because I was saying it. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, people, like I said, we're back, and... Um, We've isn't had some. A, isn't that a dinosaur movie? Uh, oh. Wow, <laughs> that's a deep pull, Phil. <laughs> but yes, it's been a long time. But hopefully, you guys haven't forgotten about us. Um, we didn't forget about you because we love you. No, no, I, I definitely forgot. About <laughs> <you>. <laughs> okay. Well, it's good to be back. So. I guess <laughs> I just flew in. I know. Oh, uh, yeah, my arms tired. Yay! Uh, Wait, what are we in the Catskills now? Yes. Oh, that's I've, why we I've have moved. That's why we haven't done one for so long because exactly. we were moving to the Catskills, and it took me longer <laughs> to get there than you. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, oh, my arms tired. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got longer arms than me, I guess. Bingo. Bingo. All right. Well, in the spirit of just picking up where we left off. I guess. Let's just get right into it. Oh. I mean, is there anything, any life-changing events that we should know about? No. No? No. Well, there have been some from me, but this is not the place or the time to talk about them. Indeed. This is not Smodcast. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Where we just sit there and talk about just stuff that happened. We talk about Seven Eleven the other day, and this dude was totally like looking at me, and I was weirded out by that. <laughs> okay, Bill Cosby, <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to buy a pudding pop. Indeed, Jell-O. <laughs> that might be the name of this episode, Jell-O. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay, so like I said. Might as well just get right into it. Well, what do you we want got, to talk about? Then? We got tons of stuff to talk about. I mean, well, yeah. So, I guess we'll go from recent to not so recent, just because, um, you know, we just watched a couple movies last night. Um, they weren't the most recent movies, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just like chronologically for us, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Who gives two shits about what about you people? <laughs> right. Yeah. This is about us. We don't do this for you. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little uh, wound up because we haven't done any of these for a while. I know, right? You've been holding it all in. I know, and it's just very unhealthy. Come, I know. I just, I, and it's all gonna just come spewing out onto the internet. <laughs> just make sure I'm in the other room. Okay. If you're spewing anything. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Thank you for that. I just had to, you know. Okay. So, what were the movies we watched last night, Phil? Uh, the first one was World War Z. <laughs> For all you Canadian listeners. <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so World War Z. Yeah. This was actually the first time I had seen it uh, last night. Uh -huh. And in my opinion, I'll go first, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, I actually liked it a little bit better than I thought I would. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was by and large the general impression of that movie. Yeah. Those people. Because, uh, you know, it had that... Horrid reputation had been delayed, and they reshot half the thing, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, you made a comment last night before we turned it on uh, about how in the last third of the movie, it sort of falls apart a little bit, and it's not quite the same as thing as it was in the first two-thirds. Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. The first two-thirds were very, it was like, I think they tried in a way to like kind of stick to the book as much as they could yeah. when it came to like the sort of the globe hopping globe act. hopping yes and um broad but, picture but then in the last third it was just like super claustrophobic and it was sort of more like a you know they're trapped in this medical facility and yeah um just okay let me backtrack a little bit <laughs> for, for anybody that hasn't seen it the story is is that the uh 
there's this virus or sickness or infection or something that makes people go crazy. And it's like it's like a new school zombie movie where they they're super fast and they they don't. It's not like they flock a, like birds. And yeah, and it's not like a Romero like ants. Right. It's not like a Romero yeah. zombie movie. It's like you know. Although it is in the books. Yeah, it is, which is I think an odd thing, but. Um, so then Brad Pitt is this sort of semi, you don't really know what he did. He's they, a UN investigator. Amos was not wait, paying attention. I wasn't playing attention. Indeed. Okay. No, he's a UN investigator. That's a pretty broad term. Indeed. Um, so anyway, he's running around the, he's globe hopping, trying to find the source of where this came from and how he can fix it. And so, you know, you get these, all these scenes of him in uh israel and uh where else did he go he went he was in israel he was in korea korea and newark and newark yeah the exotic (laughs) location of newark yes so anyway he 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 finally figures out that spoiler alert that the way to sort of protect the people that are still alive that aren't these zombies is to infect them with deadly diseases because these zombies are predators and predators tend to ignore prey that is sick. I don't know if that's really true, but uh, hey, it's true. Uh, from the... I actually don't think it's true at all. Yeah. I think that the, the sort of the axiom is they, that predators tend to prey on the sick and old. Yeah. So, but anyway, anyway, in this, in the movie, that's the theory. <laughs> that's the theory. So they they find this um, you know who location. Yes. <laughs> Bringing it back to Clue as I always do. Of course. And um, they they have to uh, get this like infectious disease to inject him with to protect them from zombies. So that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. But it was I the thing I liked about it, the action was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the scope of it was huge. I liked that. Yes. And you know the special effects were good. Uh-huh. I thought that Brad Pitt was the most insanely lucky person on the entire planet. Absolutely. Considering, okay, he he's in the the zombies break into the the uh, Israel wall uh-huh. because of that stupid girl. I wanted to punch that girl who had the freaking microphone and was singing. Yes, because the supposedly the zombies are attracted to sound. Now, was there a political message there? Okay, because it was a bunch of Arabs singing. That brought down Israel. <laughs> oh, geez. I didn't even think of that. Maybe. Um, but no, I was sitting there watching it the whole time between when she picked up the microphone and started singing. And when this, and it kept showing the zombies trying to get over the wall, get over the wall, get over the wall. And I'm going, nobody's noticing this? Because Brad Pitt knew that the zombies were attracted to sound. Yeah. I'm like, Brad Pitt, uh, hello, there's this stupid little chick singing on a microphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, that drove me crazy. When I was watching that scene, I was just like, you're an idiot. But whatever. (laughs) So um, he, he's insanely lucky because he somehow gets out of there, somehow gets onto this Belarus air flight that's taking off. He runs out in front of this 747 and just says, hey, stop, I need to get on. And they go, okay, okay, whatever. Then... He blows up the airplane. It crashes. Everybody dies except for him and the Israeli chick. Fagan. Yeah. That was her name. I know. Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought for a second you said say again. I was like the Israeli chick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Come again? No, that wasn't her name. Um, oh. No, that was. wasn't. That wasn't gross. No, was. <laughs> anyway. Um. I was so, thinking it's double meaning, my friend. I know. I know, I know. So anyway, they he, he blows up the plane, it crashes. Everybody dies except for him and say again. And um, <laughs> they crash close enough to this uh, yeah, medical just, facility. They just, they just walk over, over there. Yeah. It's like, okay, we crashed close enough. We didn't have to actually <laughs> land or anything. Um, and so, you know, he gets in and he, he finds the thing. And of course, Brad Pitt's the hero and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was... It was actually better than I thought it would be, like I said. So, I, I would say I enjoyed it. Mm. It was a little long, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have problems with length. But, uh, but yeah, you could tell there'd been a, there'd been a hack to it. Um, 
Because the, the original ending was something like totally bizarre and depressing where where his wife falls in love with Matthew Fox. That's what that's what, oh, okay. and they end up together. Oh, and he like and he's off in Russia. The 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 only thing left of that are, uh, ending is that news footage of the Battle of Russia. Yeah. That was the original ending. Oh, okay. See, I didn't know what the original ending was. Yeah. Well, that was sort of like the it like the castaway ending sort of. Yeah. Where, you know, uh-huh. Helen Hunt goes off with Mr. Big. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I have kind of similar feelings. It's okay. It's it's nothing spectacular, but it's a hell of a lot better than it probably should have been. Well, yeah, and you know, it's it's funny to say that it's not spectacular because I mean, really, you look at it. I mean, it's huge. It's a huge movie. I mean, the scope of it. Well, yeah, but quality. Is I what know. I, mean. <laughs> I know. I know what you mean. But I mean, I th- I was actually. And a little... I think we talked about it last night with the zombie movie. You want a little gore, and these this yes. avoided that at all costs because it, they had to preserve a PG thirteen rating on a hundred and seventy million dollar movie. I know, and see that that bothers me because it's like a zombie movie should be a zombie movie, and there was per, there were certain parts where it was very obvious that they cut away from parts that could have been gory, yeah, and they just they cut away and tried to show the non gore part of it. Like there was a part where. Um, somebody was like stabbing a zombie in the head with something uh-huh. and it didn't show the zombie at all. It just showed the person from like the chest up. Mm-hmm. I'm going, this is a zombie movie guys. I mean, what do you think this is? <laughs> I mean, this, it's a tent pole picture. That's what it is. Well, my friend. I know, but still, I just, I'm thinking, you know, that doesn't make sense for a zombie movie. I mean, the re- the reason for zombie movies to start with was to be this gory, scary, gross thing you know yep and that's why i think i liked the uh the remake of dawn of the dead more than i thought i would because they just went all out pretty intense movie well they just went all out they said you know what we're making a zombie movie where you know (laughs) let's just cut some bitch in half with a chainsaw just just to just to do it just to do it just because you know you haven't seen that in a little while (laughs) but you know that's one thing that's a that's a problem i had with it yeah um but otherwise, I you know I liked it well enough. I I was sort of wondering about what's up with Brad Pitt's bizarre haircut, but it, you know it was worldly. <laughs> worldly. It was a very UN haircut. <laughs> it's sort of like not too long, not too short. It's like we'll just split the difference. Built to like flow behind you when you're running, <laughs> right? <laughs> when, you're, when you're in an airplane that's crashing, exactly. you know it'll fly around heroically yeah. uh-huh. or something. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, World War Z. I, w- I would say that I liked it more than I disliked it. Yeah. So. I think that's true. It's it's not bad. It's not, again, it's not great, It's but it's it's an enjoyable hour well, and a half. One thing I thought of, too, when we were watching it, is I was a little surprised that um, Mark Forster made it. Yeah. Because he he didn't, he made the, the Bond movie. Yeah, the, the Quantum of Song. Which I thought that the um, the action and stuff like that was sort of watered down and not as great. There was the one scene in that movie that I really liked where they were fighting in that uh, on the scaffolding. I think you're thinking that that's Skyfall. No, it was Quantum of Solace where the, where Bond and the bad guy are fighting and they fall and then there's that shot where they zoom kind of down and they uh, I know what you're thinking but I don't know if that's Quantum of Solace. I'm sure it is because I actually haven't seen Skyfall. So okay. I wouldn't be thinking of it. <laughs> but, any, but anyway, I didn't think that Mark Forster would, would be like a action guy. Well, he's not, clearly. Because like Quantum of Solace, he directed almost none of those action scenes. He left that to a, a second unit guy. And uh, and in this, uh, there's not really a lot of it. I think he avoids it, is my understanding. He comes in and does the character stuff and lets other people do the action stuff. He's not mm-hmm. interested. Oh, okay, fair enough. From but my I, understanding, he's kind of troubled to work with. Well, <laughs> well, okay, either way. But, I mean, I just was surprised that it, this was a movie that he would want to do. But, hey, good for you. Yeah. Good on you, Mark Forster. <laughs> so, anyway, moving on. Uh-huh. I think that final words are on World War Z. It's pretty good. Yeah, Not bad. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, Brad Pitt's pretty good. He's usually pretty good. He's, he's Brad Pitt. There's yeah, you know. What there's not gonna, much you could say about him. He, he's, what are you going to say? <laughs> it's not one of those movies where he's trying something new. Like, right, exactly. Glorious Bastards. He's just looking debonair. <laughs> right. With his 
flowing a, locks. Aforementioned haircut. <laughs> right. And, you know, tousled scarf. <laughs> that was funny. I love the <laughs> scarf. It's like, what are you supposed to... It's like, does that make you look more international or something? I don't get it. I think it. so, yes. Again, <laughs> it's a UN look, right? You're it right. looks like some war photographer who's a right. hard guy. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and his stubble was excellent. Ah. <laughs> Okay, so the other movie we watched last night, Star Trek Into Darkness. I don't know. I think I might have talked about this on the podcast previously, but you hadn't. So give us your take. Okay, here's my take. I have heard so many. This was the first time I'd seen it. And there are so many Star Trek fans and people out there that are going, how dare you, you completely raped the whole con storyline and all this stuff and how could you possibly even contemplate doing what you're doing and i uh i didn't i'm somewhat of a star trek fan i'm not i wouldn't call myself a trekkie or a trekker or any of those things yeah and i really liked the star trek 2 because what the star trek 2 the the, oh, the wrath, wrath of con. con yeah and, um, I mean, I thought it was probably the best one of the whole series. Uh-huh. Two, four, or six. Two, yeah. Four, yeah. Um, but the thing that I thought was that it was a very conscious effort because the whole J.J. Abrams Star Trek mm-hmm. is like, we're taking it in a different direction. This is a little bit of a different universe. I mean, yes, the same characters, but they don't behave the same way and the same things don't happen yeah. and stuff like that. I thought this was a very conscious effort to say, this is our universe, not the old Star Trek universe. See, and and I think we talked about this a little bit last night. I take it opposite. To me, that was what the first movie was doing. And if you're still doing something the same thing in the second movie, then you miss the point of the first movie. Because you should be moving on to tell other stories, right? You don't right. you're not consistently declaring it. I'm I'm still doing my own thing. This, to me, was a step backward. They, in the first one, they established, this is our own universe, it's going to be different, history's not the same, it's right. like, you know, you can't care, you, you can't get, uh, count on any of that other stuff happening. Right. It's all going to be different from now on, so don't, don't expect it. And then they go and they take on a story that has been done before. I was ready for new stories. Yeah, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But and I... that's, that's where I think it, uh, and especially taking on this one, it just seemed like, uh, and I and I hubris. I, yes, it is ego and hubris. Where where of J J Abrams going? I can top that, and in reality, he couldn't. He he simply couldn't get the grandiosity of right. of, of, of 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 Star Trek two and get anywhere near that kind of emotional level. Yeah, I mean, I understand. We what... don't, you know, they're the same characters, but we don't have. 30 years of history of them that, right. that makes Spock's death in Star Trek to mean something. Right. And and the one that happens in this movie feel like horseshit. Yeah. Well, no, I understand exactly what you mean, but I think that what I sort of got from it was in a way like, okay, but you, it was sort of like, this is somewhat the same universe. Like this is sort of like, what would happen if different characters behaved in different ways or different things happened in different ways or whatever. Yeah. But if you're doing your own thing, why would you do that? That's my question. If you've made a clear point in the first movie that this is different and then you go and try to do something the same as they've done before. Yeah. Well, I understand that. I, you know what I mean? I I do know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I do. And I think that, um, I mean, who knows what the motivation was for it? I, I don't. Ego. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I mean, that's very possible. I don't yeah. know. But at the same time, I sort of think that it was an attempt to sort of say, okay, this is not necessarily a completely different thing. Because they're all the same characters and they have this very, relatively the same origin stories and yeah. stuff like that. Uh-huh. But... To me, it came across as sort of a, like, in this somewhat different universe or whatever, this is what might have happened, as opposed to what happened before or whatever. Yeah. I mean... I just wasn't interested in that. You know, that I I accepted the, the premise of the first movie. 
Yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed it. It was it's good on its own terms. Right. And so I accepted it on its own terms, and then it took a veer yeah. off into something it it had no business in trying yeah. to do. I, and I I understand what you mean. I do because and we talked about it last night after we watched it is that um part of the reason that Star Trek Two the Wrath of Khan uh-huh. had uh as much impact as it did with people is, I mean, for one, it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. And for another thing, there was this history. Whereas in, and I think I said this last night is that in the new into darkness, uh-huh. they had to just exposition everything. Yeah. You know, they well, had to yeah, just tell and, you what happened. And I think even, uh, even JJ Abrams also has said many times in interviews now, like it was a real mistake, uh, trying to keep it hidden that we were doing con. Like, we should never have tried to keep that hidden. It, it pissed people off. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and the thing was, too, is it's like, um, one of the things, and this is something that you can never really recapture, I think, uh-huh. is that Ricardo Montalban as Khan, <laughs> I yeah. mean, really. No, that's it, what I mean. The operatic nature of that, yeah. of that, of the, of that movie is, is, uh, you're never going to get there. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch is good. He's not Ricardo Montalban. Right, but and see, that's the weird thing is because you know you would never say that like he's not Ricardo Montalban if in a I, regular if conversation. There a, if no. there is a part that Ricardo Montalban was born to play, it was Khan. No, I'm just saying that like in a normal conversation, you would never be like, well, you know, he's no Ricardo Montalban. Yeah, you know? sure. <laughs> but like, but this is but that's what I mean. There are people who are great, and you know, he's great on Fantasy Island or blah blah blah. blah. But this was like, if he's remembered in a hundred years, it'll be for that. Sure, and you know the the thing about um, there was some there were there was a couple little plot holes that I that were pretty glaring to me. Yeah, and um, but overall, I will say overall, mm. I liked it, and I I think I liked it more than maybe a fair amount of people did. Mm-hmm. But I d- no, I did I th- I, this. I think this seriously had the potential to derail the franchise again, and I think in a lot of people's views, it may have. And there will need to do some serious rescuing if the for the third one. It yeah, I mean that's definitely possible. I, I'm not saying it, it. You know, it totally killed it, or it was like, what are you people bitching about? You know, yeah. I'm not saying either of those things. I mean, I enjoyed it watching it. On its own, like if you watch it just as a movie, I couldn't do that. Well, it's I know not, it's. I don't think it's possible, having seen the other movies, to take this on its own terms. I know, and see, that's the problem. Like for me, I was thinking about it after it was over. I'm going, okay. And I've seen all the Star Trek movies mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, I was always more of a fan of the movies than the TV show. Sure, but you know, just I went, okay, yeah, I know the backstory. I know what you know, what people are upset about and I know what's happening here and whatever. Mm. And on that side of it, I yeah. went, you know, it's kind of bullshit. You know, what happened like with the whole, like with Khan and his people and all that stuff. I'm like that, you know, that's not really, it was like, I see where people are coming from with that. Mm. But on its own terms, like you take it just as a movie. Uh-huh. Well, even then you still have the same problems as any J James. He's overly fond of camera flair. <laughs> you know, yada yada yada. Well, Stylistically, it's odd. Well, did you did you ever read that article online about how J.J. Um, Abrams' wife told him to lay off the <laughs> fucking lens flare? Uh-huh. <laughs> and he said to her, he and he said this in an interview. He goes, "Yeah, might have gone a little overboard with that." <laughs> the first Star Trek was uh, way overboard. This one but actually, still, I noticed this one wasn't as bad. But it's still there. It um, is still there. There was know, one there scene are, I noticed where the, there was this weird, the, like, vertical uh-huh. or lens flare. I'm like, what do you try? It's like, it was like these two lines going across <laughs> the screen. I'm like, is the screen fucked up or what? <laughs> um, I think there are individuals whose charisma makes that movie better. Sure. Um, like Simon Pegg. Uh, and, uh, you know, maybe Carl Urban and, and Benedict Cum- Cumberbatch and what have you. But I can never get over the fact that, that Chris Pine is spectacularly miscast. I hate that guy in that role. And I he, hate Zachary Pinto in that role. Like, like I like actually uh, like Zachary Pinto in that role. I don't. 
Really? I just don't get it. No, I actually I, I think that him. he's I think that he was I like him in that role. I think Chris Pine is 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 somewhat miscast in that. Yeah. Um I like uh I do like Zachary Pinto. I really like Simon Pegg. Did you say Pinto? Did I say Pinto? <laughs> Pinto. <laughs> anyway. Okay. He's not an exploding car. <laughs> He could be because Indeed. he has those emotions that are buried. Indeed, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, don't I like know. Carl Urban. Yeah, um, I could kind of like with Zoe Saldana. Uh, I could kind of take her or leave her. I mean, in, she I doesn't like have it. You know, and I'm I am admittedly a, a fan of the original series, but I don't know. Nichelle Nichols always brought some grace to that role and I don't ever see it in Zoe Saldana. You know, you know what? I liked her better in the first one. Yeah. Than in this one. Uh-huh. She it, was kind of a bitch and moany. Yeah. She was kind of a whiner in uh-huh. this one. Yeah. And I do like, um, what's his name? John Cho. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. And uh, poor, poor Anton Yelchin's just stuck being an accent. I know. That guy, I feel bad for that guy because it's like, I think that he's a pretty good like actor and stuff. Mm. And it's just all, he's just this little caricature, you know? <laughs> and and it's like, he could be a much better character if no. they just, and then to make him run around just going, I don't know what's going on, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, He's totally diverted until like that last five minutes. When he comes out and does something, yeah, and that, but most of it, he's like, "I don't know. I'm trying to fix. I'm trying to fix. I don't know what's wrong. Give me five minutes. The whistle will not go very far." <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I enjoy seeing Peter Weller. You know, yeah, and I, I'm always a Bruce Greenwood fan. Me too. I love I like that Bruce Canadian Greenwood. guy. Yeah, no, Bruce Greenwood's great. You know what's funny about this actually is that I actually did not know. That Peter Weller was in this movie. Really? I did not know. <laughs> There's this weird, uh, I said this to you last night. There's this weird RoboCop through line <laughs> where um, Peter Weller's in this one. Uh-huh. And uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Woodsmith. Kurt. Kurt Woodsmith. Yeah. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. He was in uh, the, the Quest for Peace or, no, the Last Frontier, whatever. No. I'm having a complete brain fart right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> the undiscovered country. I have my brain has vapor locked. I'm sure if we if we sat down and thought about it, there's probably more crossover than just those. But, but uh, no, I, yeah. I'm sorry. My brain just completely vapor locked right then. Just oh, okay. Let me restart here. Reboot. Um, <laughs> but no, I didn't actually know that Peter Weller was in this, and um, I thought it was weird that they introduced the whole uh, you know, rebel guy who's trying to start a war. Yeah, I was like. That never really was a thing with uh-huh. any of those movies. Yeah. Well, in the sixth one, it was. But um, uh, what was I going to say? You know what I think? I think J.J. Abrams is bad at foreshadowing. What I do don't mean? know. It, it's always too obvious in his movies. Like, we talked about it last Oh, night. yeah, with the triple thing? With the, with the blood thing. I was like, yeah. oh, done that. And earlier in the movie, if you pay attention, when, it, when, the, when they go into Peter Weller's office... That ship is on his desk. Oh, really? I, I, didn't, I saw it and I was like, that's in this movie. I didn't notice that. Yep. Oh, man. Well, and it's funny, too, because we were talking about it last night after we were done watching it. It's that... And I know... Like, but the problem is, I mean, I, when I first saw it, I noticed that. I, see, I, I didn't... I was like, oh, that ship, I haven't seen that ship yet. I'm going to see it soon. I bet oh, you. Oh, see, I didn't... I guess I didn't catch that. Yeah. But, well, the whole triple thing... Uh-huh. I mean, I thought, you know, at first, like, when I first saw it, I was like, um, oh, here's just sort of a callback to this show. But then I went, when he's talking about his cells regenerate at three times the normal rate, I went, okay, this is going to come back. <laughs> I knew it. I know. And I even said when we were watching, I'm like, yep, there it I is. I don't know. And maybe it's just because we're experienced movie watchers, but his, a lot, and I, you know, in Super 8 and other movies, I, I felt it too. Like, it just feels like the plug is a little too hard. Yeah. And so you notice it yeah. more than you should. Yeah. Well, foreshadowing is a hard thing to do, I would think. Yeah. But. You have to gently work it in so that it feels natural, but then well, you forget about it. Yeah. Well, okay. I had mentioned plot holes earlier. Uh-huh. Here's my biggest problem with the ending of that movie. Uh-huh. <clears throat> okay. So, spoilers if you haven't seen it. So, if you haven't seen it, fast forward like five minutes or whatever. Spoilers. Kirk dies. 
Okay. So then they revive him they, because, and they have to like find, they have to make sure that they get Khan alive or some of his blood so that they can like inject Kirk with it. Yeah. So that he can like, they put him in a freezer so his brain function doesn't stop or whatever. Well, okay. Here's the problem with that. The, he's, Khan is a genetically engineered like Superman guy. Yeah. They have 72 of these genetically engineered super people <laughs> in the hull of their ship. Why don't they just go and get one of those guys' blood? Yeah. Like, why does it have to be specifically Khan? <laughs> I don't uh-huh. get that at all. And I was I was watching it going when they're having that big fight scene on the on the moving uh, spaceship Shuttle, thing. Yeah. They're going, don't kill him, don't kill him. We need him alive because we need his blood and all this stuff. I'm going, why not just get one of those other frozen guys that you have that aren't going to fight back? <laughs> really? Uh-huh. I was like, God, this is like the word, the weirdest plot hole ever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, I will say that in my final thoughts on this movie is that I actually liked it. Um, I understand where, why people necessarily, or where people didn't necessarily like it as much as you know, I'm sure that everybody thought, you know, J.J. Abrams thought they would. But I understand why people didn't like it when it came to the whole Star Trek universe and all that stuff. Yeah. But just as as a movie and as, you know, whatever, I, I liked it well enough. I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I didn't get into the whole philosophical, like, pisses me off type of stuff. <laughs> no, I, I hated this movie. Okay, well, fair enough. Moving on. Indeed. What do we got next there, Phil? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Well, you got the list. I don't know. Uh, Man of Steel, maybe? Man of Steel? Yeah. I, You know, I don't have necessarily a ton to say about Man of Steel. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was a, it was a pretty good uh, Superman movie. It was definitely a departure from the Superman movies that we've seen so far in that it was mostly CG and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that even Superman Returns, they tried to use a little bit more practical effects and stuff like that. Uh Uh-huh. But, you know, I liked it well enough. I thought that it was a little overblown in the fact that, like, basically the whole entire city of Metropolis got, like, completely wrecked. Iced, yeah, yeah. I mean, God, there was so much destruction. It was just like, wow, how many buildings can you knock over? Yeah. Um, I liked, uh, what's his name as uh, Zod? I thought he was miscast. Really? Yeah. I liked him as Zod. What's his name? Michael Shannon. Okay, yeah. I always forget that guy's name. He's a good bad guy. Yeah. I just just didn't see it. I got annoyed with his voice when he'd yell. I was like, okay. Anyway, um... Yeah, it's not a... I didn't think it was a bad movie. Uh, it's way too long. It is way too long. Um, and that, that final fight scene just feels like it goes on for a fucking hour. I know. That final fight scene goes on forever. Now, the the biggest problem, and it's one that I've heard from many uh, Superman fans, is that um, the climactic event that ends this film is given no heft. Like, it seems like it's supposed to have heft for Superman. Yeah. But there's been no build-up to why that's important to him. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, it's it's sort of like, it builds and builds and builds and builds and then sort of goes out on a line almost. Yeah. You know, like, kind of goes out on a whimper at least. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't explain why he... Why it's important to him to never kill. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't it, yeah. it doesn't give that any heft. So when you're supposed to have this emotional turmoil at the end that he's killed somebody. Yeah, you're right. It never really it explains why. It doesn't land. Yeah, it's like you you don't really know why, like, well, what was the point uh-huh. where you decided you could never do this? Or yeah. like why is it important to you that you can't? Yeah. Or because like with okay, just to take it in in another like with Batman. Uh-huh. He always said well, I'm never going to kill anybody because the reason that I'm so pissed off about everything is that my parents were killed. Right. It's like, okay, I get that. I uh-huh. understand that. Um, but in this one, you never really know what it is that makes him feel that way. Uh-huh. 
and it's weird to say that you know we want to know the emotional undertones of Superman. Well, but if but you're going to make it a part of your movie, yeah, you better you explain probably why. Explain it a little. Yeah, no, I understand completely because I didn't get that either. Like I was going, well, okay, this guy comes down, and he's going to just destroy the Earth and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Well, you know, if you don't want to kill him, it's like, well, why not? Yeah. Because he wants to kill you, you know. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have a problem with it, and he's Kryptonian. Yeah. Um, I don't I th- know. I think to me, this was uh, I li- I liked it more than I thought it would. It's I think it's definitely Zack Snyder toned down. I yeah. don't think he's he's anywhere trying to be as stylistic as he was in Watchmen or that god awful movie, The Chicks in the Asylum. What the hell, Sucker Punch? Oh man. God awful. Worst yeah. movie I've seen. In oh, jeez, um, that was bad. But, uh, so it's him toned down. It, it works better. The, uh, the, um, uh, casting Kevin Costner and Diane Lane was a big help. Yeah, definitely. And I actually thought that was, a, work a lot. I thought that was actually really good casting. Uh-huh. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's got flaws. It's what Zack Snyder movie doesn't have flaws. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, I liked it. I actually did like it, and I thought that... Um, and the prologue is a bit long, too. That, it's I mean, a that, little long, but... The, the time on Krypton's like 25 minutes. Yeah, it's 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 a little long. I mean, it's I didn't actually mind it so much, though. I mean, I, I actually like this movie. I thought it was, um, uh, like you said, Zack Snyder toned down a little bit. Uh-huh. And I think that that actually works... I think that Zack Snyder has a very good eye, and I know that you know people have their problems with Zack Snyder or whatever. But I think he has a really good eye for um, for visuals and and things that are going to make a impression on you when you look at him visually. Yeah, and sometimes I get the Ron Howard feeling from him. Really, that, like he's thinking about this image too much. Um, hmm. But uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Like. I, I enjoyed this movie. I yeah. own it. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the next one. I'm, I'm really cons- interested to see that. Concerned, let's say, about the casting of Ben Affleck. <laughs> As you and the whole entire internet is. Yes. No, I, I actually, I'm very, I really want to see what happens with that. But I will say this. With uh, Man of Steel, I think that... Um, this is a movie, and this sort of goes back to the Star Trek thing, is that you tell a story that's a very sort of almost like iconic story, uh-huh. and I think that, I think that, oddly enough, Zack Snyder did a better job of it than J.J. Uh, Abrams did, and maybe that's because people don't care quite as much; they're not so like into the like people don't have it take it to heart as much. Yeah. But I think the whole, you know, Zod story and all that stuff, I think he did it fairly well. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, well, there was more to it than there was in Star Trek, or Superman 2, <laughs> where, you know, Ter- no, Terrence, what's his name? Terrence like, Stamp. Weird yeah. shit would happen. Well, hey, you know, I, I like that movie, but, you know, but, and uh, shit would happen. <laughs> That's the pitch for that movie. Yeah. It's like, he blows on his hand and shit would happen. And they're like, sold. And, you know, I one thing, and it's a nitpick, but I always hate it. When you're spending that much money on a movie and you can't get your special effects right, it, it's disappointing. You're talking about Man of Steel? Yeah. Like, especially when he's supposed to be on fire. I'm like, just don't do it. That's oh. not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. This looks terrible. Well, one thing I will say, too, and normally I really like her, but I think that Amy Adams was a little miscast in that. Yeah, there wasn't a hell of a lot of chemistry between her and Henry Cavill. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't particularly like Amy Adams in this movie. Yeah. I mean, I like her, and I didn't think that she did a bad job or anything. But I think she would. I, I think they should have. They would have done better if they would have gone with somebody else. I don't know who, yeah. but I think she was a little miscast. <laughs> Entirely possible. I didn't like Lawrence Fishburne in the movie. What was he doing? It was so weird because like every time I saw him, I'm just like. Why is Lawrence Fishburne in this movie? <laughs> well, I just kept wishing Frank Langella came back, but uh... <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's true. I have to say that of those two movies, I uh, have the contrary in opinion. I think Superman Returns is probably the better one. 
Oh, geez, you're wrong. You're wrong. Sorry, Phil, but you're wrong. Not quite. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, moving on. I think that um, we both liked this movie. Yeah. And um, I'm actually really, I'm really, really, really wanting to see the next one. Yeah. Well, you've got to wait like two years. I know. I know. It it sucks, but whatever. I mean, I I just, I really want to see where this next one goes. Well, yeah, because it's going to be, it's... (laughs) It's gonna be odd, yeah, because they're trying to get the Justice League started. So you're gonna have well, you're gonna have the Aquaman and Wonder Wonder Woman in there too. I know, and the thing is, is that like I know, I mean, I I read Batman and Superman comics like forever. Yeah, and I think they're trying to sort of mash up some of the various storylines. Yeah, and a big one that they're trying to kind of get in there is the Dark Knight Returns, mm. where he fights Superman, and um. I really want to see where they go with that. I never get that. How do you fight Superman? Superman's fucking perfect. What the fuck can you do to him? Well, he lost. Batman lost. But, I mean, in the comic... (laughs) I mean, in the comic, I mean, it was semi-plausible. I mean, it's comic books. I mean, it was semi-plausible, the way that it worked. Yeah. In fact, there's an animated animated movie of The Dark Knight Returns that um, did a really good job of uh, translating it over. Yeah. But, I mean, it's animated, you know. But it's like, like I said, it's comic books. You know, nobody's saying that, oh, this is going to happen in real life. You know, a man can fly. And, yeah. uh, you know, a billionaire goes out and fights crime in a weird bat suit, you know. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm, I'm interested to see. But I, I did like Man of Steel. Yeah. It was I just, better than it. I, it was better than I expected it to be. I'll say that. But. Well, and you're not exactly the biggest Zack Snyder fan in the world. I'm a decided hater of Zack Snyder. <laughs> exactly. Only the dawn of the... Until the until Man of Steel, which I kind of enjoyed, it was just Dawn of the Dead. Everything yeah. else can go fuck itself. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All uh, right, moving on. Uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. This I, is the Big Movie Express. That's what this episode should be called. Yeah, exactly. This is like the yeah, exactly. Big Movie Express. There we go. Got the title. Um, I actually thought this movie had like. I mean, I remember when I read about this movie before it came out. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, this is awesome. My like thirteen year old self came out and <laughs> went, oh my god, this is awesome. Uh-huh. And when I watched it, I was like, I liked it, but I was kind of like. I don't know. There was something missing, and I can't. I still can't figure out what it was. Energy, excitement, interest. <laughs> no, I mean, I liked the movie well enough, and the fight scenes were cool, and like. See, well, I didn't. I thought it was bland as hell. It was sort of bland. Maybe that's what it was. It was kind of bland. And the other thing was, is it was going, this whole storyline of you know we got to close the breach or whatever. Uh-huh. I kind of went okay. I get why they're doing this, like, but I went ah, you know, just. I don't know. It's just, maybe this should have been just more of a like, you know, rock'em sock'em robots type of thing, <laughs> which it was. Yeah, that's but... exactly what it was. To me, I think the major problem here, and this happens, uh, is when you get entrusted with a spectacular amount of money. Uh, the the Guillermo del Toro, the stuff that's supposed to make this movie interesting, was sanitized out. Like what? There was no flair of that you would normally expect from his movies. Well, that's and, true, because his movies tend to be a little bit offbeat and yeah. stuff like that. Well, but, I mean, Hellboy and Hellboy 2, they're, they're, they're bigger movies, and they still manage to be kind of quirky. Right. This one, I don't know, there, there's so much emphasis on, like, uh, what do you want to say, atmosphere, that yeah. sometimes you simply can't see. Sure. Because it's fucking rainy and dark every fucking fight scene. Sure. And that's and like, the thing, too. This, uh, who just did... Which which one just did that? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is that I think that um, there were a few scenes because they always fight in the water. Yeah. And there was times when there was so much water splashing around and it was dark and everything. And it's like almost like, what's going on here? Like, I, yeah. somebody's hitting something, but I don't know who was doing <laughs> that. <laughs> I mean, I got that, too. Like, yeah. I, I got that impression, too. And it's... But it's sort of like... With a movie like this, you want to make it spectacular, but it's sometimes you maybe have to take a step back and say, okay, you don't have to put seven trillion pixels in one frame. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But I mean, I, I enjoyed the movie well enough. The, the character stuff was honestly, the character stuff, 
I didn't really care about as much. Like, you know, with the brothers. Because well, there was then, barely anything to it. Well, yeah. And I mean, it was it's all wafer thin. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, the, the you know, somebody's like brother is uh, pissed off or the dad is pissed off or the, the girl is like saying, no, please don't go out there. And it's like, I don't know. I just didn't really care as much about that as I thought that maybe they thought I should. There was nothing to it. It was all rote. You know, well, like, it, why are those guys mad at those guys? There's no reason. It's just to suit our purposes. Yeah, really. Just get in your robots and fight somebody or yeah. whatever, you know. And then, you know, just as a sideline, that was the problem with Godzilla as well, um, where the the characters were literally barely there. Yeah. Barely there. You know, what's his name? Ken Watanabe would come on to <laughs> to occasionally go, yeah. And that was, you know, stare off into the distance at something big. And that was about it. Jeez. That was like his character. <laughs> well, you know, with, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it, the thing is, it's like, with, with the movie. I like, wonder, though, if, if what I mean is because the emphasis of both movies is on these giant machines or beasts. Right. They think, well, you're there to see the giant machine. Who gives two shit what the, what the, what the guys do? That's true, but my counterpoint to I that... I think that's a mistake, is well, my point. See, but here's the thing. The <laughs> counterpoint to that is, okay, if you're saying the reason that they're there is to see these giant robots and or giant monsters, uh -huh. why even bother with it? Just mm -hmm. do that. Why even bother with the characters? Just be like, okay, here's the guy who runs the thing. Uh, he's from Nebraska and whatever. Go for it. Like, why even bother to try and develop these characters? Because you're there to see people smash, or monsters and robots smash into each other. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you kind of got to go one way or the other. It's, okay, and here's a, here's an example. I just thought of this. It's like the Deep Impact versus Armageddon. Yeah. Okay? Deep Impact was all about the characters. Uh-huh. Okay? And it just happened to be set against this backdrop of this asteroid coming to kill us all. Yep. And the characters were, it was all just characters. And that's, you know, there was all these characters and whatever. That's what that movie was. Yep. And I won't say it didn't work. I mean, it, for it what didn't. it was, it worked. I mean, for what it was, it Listen, worked. Listen, we're, we're a lot, we're 15 years on. Does anyone talk about that movie anymore? No. But, okay, <laughs> but I'm just talking about the two different ways you could go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you could go the deep impact route. Uh huh. Where it's all about the characters and everybody, you know, wanting to know what their parents, like, thought of them. Well, but, but that's not what I mean. Uh, what I mean is, basically, you should have somebody you care about. Because otherwise, if somebody's in peril and you don't care, yeah. then you've lost all the tension in your movie. That's true. And then when I what, what, the, finish my point is that Armageddon was more or less the same movie. but it, Well, the same plot. Yeah. Right. Not the same movie, the same plot. But then you just went, we just want to go kick ass on the, you know. And that's what it was. And it wasn't saying that it was anything else. Yeah. You know. And so, you know, I think that you got to sort of go one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But so if you're if you're going to have Godzilla where Godzilla comes and smashes everything, uh -huh. just have Godzilla come and smash everything. I mean, <laughs> the Japanese Godzilla, they, well, they, they were trying to develop well, characters. Here's, here's, the, here's the problem with that, though, is because, A, it's most effective in a beastie movie to keep your beastie hidden. And so you have to have an hour of essentially your characters and, so, and some hints. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's pretty standard. Uh, so if you're going to have characters in 45 minutes of your movie... They better at least make me want to watch something. Sure. Well, and I get your point when it comes to like if, if you if you don't care if somebody dies or lives, then well, there's no real involvement there. Yeah. You know. At the same time, my point movies was, are only stay cool for a very short time. Sure. But my point is, is that if you're gonna just go balls out and just have be, people being you know cities being smashed and all this stuff, uh -huh. then just do it that way. You know, really, because the old Godzilla movies. There was no character development. People watched them because Godzilla was smashing shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eh, I don't know. I haven't seen them in a long time, so I can't remember. They're cheesy, that's for sure, but, but I don't remember. Okay, well, either way, 
Pacific Rim, a little disappointing, although it looked great. It looked that the effects were great. Again, when you could see them. Sure. <laughs> yep. Fair enough. Okay. Wow, we went on a lot longer about Pacific Rim than I thought we would. Yeah. Oh, well. I don't know. What else did you, what else did you want to The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street. A lot of screaming in this movie. Lots of it. <laughs> this was sort of like a... Uh, I don't know. I liked this movie, but it almost like when I was done watching it, I felt tired. Like, I felt worn out by this movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, it was just so... I I tell you, I hate... <laughs> it's a pet peeve of mine when people just make the dumbest decisions. I got so angry at this movie. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Just leave. Take your money. Go. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I know. I know. I understand exactly what you're saying because I do the same thing. I'm like, are you retarded? Just fucking go. You got a ton of money. Just leave. <laughs> I don't know. And it took, I mean, I don't know. For me, I, I did not like this movie. I thought it was the worst movie nominated for Best Picture last year. Really? Um, by a long shot. It shouldn't have even been considered. It's one of the worst movies Scorsese's done, my opinion. Wow. Um, I thought it was truly terrible. It's it's a re it's it's casino without any interest. Um, and to be honest, yeah. I mean literally it is because he tries to set it up like casino, because you have Belfort come at the screen. We were doing this thing where we were doing. You don't fucking care. Let's get back to this. So he didn't even bother with the fucking explanations that you would have had in a casino or Goodfellas. He yeah. just said, you don't fucking care. Because he didn't fucking care. Well, It's, it's like, either you're going to tell this story, or you're not. Yeah. So if you, you can't pick a middle ground, because it doesn't work. Well, I kind of see that, but I, I don't necessarily... I, I don't just, know. I, 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 felt, I felt cheesed. I, you know, it's just like, oh, what the hell just happened? You got these uh, people doing weird accents. Jo I wanted to shoot Jonah Hill in the fucking face. <laughs> I wish someone would have done that in that movie. The like five minute scene of him on Quaaludes crawling out of the country club. That, that was that was a little excessive. It, uh, the, yeah. the movie was a bit excessive, and I, you know I'm not a prude or everything, but that movie was a long way gone. I was like, I don't know. What's well, going that on. I think that was sort of the point, though, wasn't it? Was it to be long could way I gone? Could you tell? Could I tell? No. No, I could tell that that was sort of like okay. It was trying to show the excesses of all this stuff, right? Yeah. But, I like, mean... To me, that's been done before. Well, what, sure. What's but, new? Well, I mean, I just... I'm not saying it's, like, new or exciting <laughs> or, or whatever. Wall, Wall Street did it better 30 years ago. Well, see, the thing that I didn't... I, I mean, I liked the movie well enough. Like, I, I mean, I didn't really, like, love it or anything. I'm just like, all right, that's okay. But the thing that I didn't like about this movie uh -huh. was that there, there was, like, six... Like, eight-minute screaming monologues. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going, this movie is wearing me out. I mean, this is like an endurance test. Yeah. You know? And, I mean, I get it. You know, the guy wants to, you know, pump up his employees and blah, blah, blah. I get it. Yeah. You know, you don't have to beat me over the head with it. Mm -hmm. I get it. I mean, it, it was sort of like, it was like that scene in The Muse, you know, where... I mean, you know, you, got too much, you should not be having any coffee. Right. And it, it was like, I mean, I get, I like, I got what they were going for in there, in the movie, mm -hmm. but it was almost like it was just so over the, over the top and like, like, okay, just enough, you know? Mm -hmm. And fucking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio looked like he was about to have a stroke in like half of those scenes. <laughs> he did. I was like, oh my God, you got to go like have some tea or something. Yeah. Just, Calm down. I'm just thinking, you you picked a bunch of movies that, by and large, I didn't like. Um, <laughs> so that makes me kind of a nag in this episode. Okay. But, well, but yeah. Um, well, but, this, but, I, I just, how about one that you do like? Uh, I don't know if we picked one. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, Wolf, I just, I just, I did not like it. It I, wore me out. That's what I would, that's my, this would be on my blog if I had one. Yeah. It wore me out. Yeah. And it was long, too. It was super long, and it had no cause to be. It didn't have to be as long as it was, that's for sure. 
I think you could have told that story in like one hour and 35 minutes and you wouldn't have missed anything. Probably. <laughs> Scorsese, though, is not a fan of short movies. This is, this is true, yes. Um, what's else, what else did you mark? Iron Man 3? Uh, I don't really have much to say about Iron Man 3. I thought that I was... I mean, it was definitely... This is, this is something that you said. It's definitely a Shane Black movie. Mm. Um, I don't remember saying that, but yeah. Yeah, well, you did, because I, I was there. I know because I was there. Yes. Um, but, you know, it was... I think it was probably my least favorite of the Iron Mans. Even yeah. those two... Really? <laughs> yeah. This was better than two, but nowhere near... I don't know. Bad, it, nowhere near as, bad, as good as the first one. Two and three, I kind of go back and forth on. Because just so, uh, two just falls apart. Two is really bloated, and it seems like nobody yeah. really wanted to do it. Yeah. But three, it's almost like Shane Black just wanted to take Iron Man out of it and just be like, "How fucked up is Tony Stark?" Uh huh. And uh, you know, it. I understand that you know you want to have the character be interesting and all that stuff, and I agree with that. But it's still Iron Man, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I mean that's that's the only problem I had with it is that I mean and the action scenes were good and you know the I like the fact that I like the fact that Shane Black wanted to make Tony Stark into this like you know real guy or whatever you want to say yeah you know he wanted to make him like oh my god this whole incident with the in the Avengers you know fucked me up kind of and I still can't really get over it very well and stuff. I mean, I understand that, and I appreciate that, but, I mean, you still got to give us some Iron Man, you know? <laughs> I mean, he was he was out of the suit, of the Iron Man suit, more than he was in it, like, by a long shot. Well, I bet you could say that out of the, the other two movies, too, but, um... Yeah, well, yeah you I could just, say that. I, I don't know. I thought this movie, it wasn't as goofy as the second one. The second one was just goofy. Um, this movie, though was similarly bloated, like, back and forth with the villains, and it's like, okay, oh, God, what the hell's happening now? Um, and then it was dull, painfully dull. The end, the, the, the climactic battle on that ship was just dull. I was like, oh, I don't care. What the fuck? I don't, really? What, what have they given me to care about in this scene? Nothing. Really? Yeah. I didn't really feel that so much uh, in that scene or anything. I will say this. And this is like just a personal. Uh, I went to see this um, with my niece, mm-hmm. and she's eight, <laughs> and she loves the Iron Man movie, uh-huh. like the first two. She loves them. Yeah, and she, this one actually scared her. Really? Those the you know the fire guys or whatever whatever they're called the the evil you know the guys that have the fire. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. She actually that freaked her out. Yeah, and I was kind of like, you know, I mean, I understand that not these movies are not necessarily kids' movies. Yeah, they're I mean, not, they're not built for eight year olds. Well, but I, I mean, if if uh, if she watched the first Iron Man, which uh-huh. she did, yeah, before she was eight, she loved it. She thought uh-huh. it was great. But she was actually freaked out by the the bad guys in this movie, and I thought, uh-huh. well, you know, not to say that you should like dumb them down to kids' movies. Yeah, not at all. I I wouldn't like it if they did. Yeah. But, I mean, if if somebody who liked the first movies, a, a kid who liked the first movies, the first two movies, mm-hmm. is, like, actually freaking out about that, it's like, you might, I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed weird. It was like, yeah, she for, loved the first two uh-huh. movies. Well, I, I don't know. For me, again, it's like, maybe I'm just getting too old. It's like, I saw that on Fringe five years ago. Like, well, you know what I mean? I was like, I've seen that done before. Like, this, yeah. this is not novel. Well, and see, the thing is, though, too, is you're gonna, like, if you're going to spend $200 fucking million dollars on a movie, it better be interesting and new and something I haven't fucking seen before. It's a lot of these movies, and we, I, I, we touched on this last night when we were chit-chatting, they begin to feel similar a lot. Well, right, but I mean... You ha- They've gotten a little too good at their formula, and now it just starts to feel tired quickly yeah i don't know i thought I, there was some there was a, a few little shane black uh moments in there that i really liked mm. where like the one where he uh tony stark is like with you know he goes to ha- to see the kid to try and like help him with the 
And he goes, he says something like, he's like, the kid says, well, what? You know, you're just going to leave? He's like, yeah, get over it. Just goes, it like drives away or whatever. Uh I was like, now see, that that was, to me, that was like, that was kind of funny. And you wouldn't necessarily see that in a normal, like what you could quote unquote normal superhero movie. I don't know. I, I liked Iron Man well enough. Iron Man 3 well enough. It wasn't my... My favorite is will always be the first one. Well, yeah, because it's the only one that's on his list. But, um, <laughs> okay. And I don't know. Like, Gwyneth was kind of a harpy in this movie, wasn't she? She's always been kind of a harpy, but Well, I in think the it, first one, she was just Peppa Pats, and she was so... Yeah. yeah no. she, at least she was fun in the in the in at least this one, because I barely remember the second one. She just seemed like kind of a pill. Yeah, she... I, one thing too is that I've never really liked Gwyneth Paltrow, but yeah, she was. She was kind of a, a whiner, or yeah. yeah. Eh. Eh. Okay, so Iron Man three. There you go. <laughs> what else? Uh, end of watch. I think is the last one. Okay. Well, end of watch. We'll go out on that one. Yeah. Because it's the end of the podcast. Yeah, hey. hey. So, uh, end of watch is the uh, in in case you haven't seen it, which a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. Give it a it's, whirl. It's actually, it's good. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, the Hispanic guy who I always forget his name. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, they're uh, police and they're partners. They're not like detectives. They're patrol police. Yeah. Uh, and they uh, get sort of caught up in this whole like Mexican drug cartel uh, situation. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to describe the plot of this movie because it's like they they go and they find this one guy who has drugs and it kind of leads them to this other guy who has drugs and then they get sort of like targeted by the guys who have drugs and it's it's I mean <laughs> pretty much they 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 become too successful at interrupting the drug trade and in in L A and so then they get targeted that's essentially the plot right and it's it's a, it and kind they of, find some let me tell you some horrific shit yeah yeah. And it's a fun, it's kind of an odd movie because it's sort of like a half found footage movie yeah. and half a regular movie. Yeah, like uh, like most of it's like, oh no, I'm just taping for my documentary for my for my class. Yeah, because Jake then, Gyllenhaal is like a, in college then, or something. All of a sudden, you'll get a shot that he could never have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Done. It's not like it's not a found footage movie. It's like a half found footage movie. Yeah, and like because Jake Gyllenhaal has like a a GoPro or something, and he's. He's taping all this stuff for his college class that he's taking, and then, you know, you'll so so you'll see these very very like found footage slash GoPro shots, whatever. But then you'll have a regular film shot. Yeah, and it's not necessarily. I think actually they did a fairly good job of integrating the two. Uh huh. Um, but it's a lot about just these two guys, like how they sort of relate to each other as being, you know, yeah. To be honest, and stuff. to be honest, I think the gimmick was unnecessary. The found footage type yeah. thing. Uh-huh. I, yeah, I think it could go either way. I think that. Um, I think that movie would have been just fine, shot handheld. Therefore, you get the same style, but without the. I'm just every time anybody talks, I'm just shooting from a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. <laughs> like I said, I could go either way on that. Yeah. Really. I mean, I didn't mind the 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 you know GoPro type stuff. I didn't mind it. It didn't. I don't think it detracted from it. I think it, it, it's starting to get. It's well, it's long past tired. I think so. Well, I mean, but the it, movie is a couple years old. Well, sure. And I think the other thing too is that like, I think it was kind of, it was a little, it kind of sucked that they had to. He kept having to explain it all the time. Yeah. It's sort of like well. If you got to explain why you're doing this all uh-huh. the time, somebody, you know, the same guy would get pissed off about filming the same, you know, again, 10 minutes later. Yeah. But no, I mean, I actually thought that this was, when I saw the trailer for it, I went, well, I don't know. I do like Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, he has his moments. Yeah. Um, but I actually like this movie quite a bit. Yeah. It's better than I thought it would be. I'd actually been kind of avoiding it. My brother made me watch it when he was last out here and, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought that the ending was sort of... I didn't like the ending so much. How come? Because it seemed a little... It almost seemed like the writer didn't really know how to end. And so it went sort of like... 
I don't know. Because well, I think it was the only logical conclusion. Yeah, maybe. And I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but it almost seemed a little too... I don't know. I just, for some, there was something, and I can't, I don't know why I can't explain this. I, I'm usually fairly good at explaining what I think. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, the ending, I just didn't, I just didn't, something about it was just off for me. I think that um, I really liked the scene, though, um, where they pulled the guy over in the big truck. With the, yeah, like with, rock pot or stock yeah, pot or whatever. Yeah, and they, I, I loved the fact that he goes, well, why are we going to pull him over? Because they knew he had drugs or whatever. And they go, well, why are we going to pull him over? He goes, well, it's illegal to have a CD dangling from your rearview mirror. And it's sort of like they go, well, we'll just make something up. Uh -huh. You know, and it was very, like, sort Obstructive. of... Yeah. I, but I actually, I really liked this movie. And I, I don't know if I... It's hard to explain to the whole plot and everything because it's somewhat convoluted. But I would say that just, you know, if you're listening to this, check it out because it's a good movie. Uh -huh. And, uh... I think Jake Gyllenhaal, I, I like him, and the other, the Hispanic guy, I cannot remember his name, I'm sorry, oh, Hispanic guy. Michael Pena? Possibly. <laughs> That's a Hispanic <laughs> name. Oh, God. That is one. <laughs> There's probably somebody by that name. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is funny, because I'm the his, semi-Hispanic one of the group here, Sam. but, um, but no, I, I thought they had very good... I thought they were very good. Like, the chemistry between them was good. Uh -huh. Like, it seemed like they actually were friends. That was friends. the best part of the movie, yeah, was their characterization. Again, characters... Right. ...that work. Well, and that was a big part of that movie. It's uh -huh. just them being friends and talking and stuff. Bullshitting in the car, yeah. Right, because half of that movie, it seemed like, was them just sort of sitting there talking in, in the car to each mm -hmm. other. Yeah. So, I guess there you go. Um, Bill, do you have anything else to say about End of Watch? I don't, no. Okay, well, we're also going out on a whimper, apparently. <laughs> That's our show. <laughs> Thanks so, for listening. So we're back again. We'll hopefully be back. Our next episode will be less than a year away, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. That's a promise I can keep. <laughs> if, if not, your money. Sometime between now and next June, you'll hear us again. <laughs> that or your money back. <laughs> you didn't pay any money. Hey, shut up. <laughs> but you can. You can if you want to. PayPal. Hey, you know. Uh, <laughs> all right, Phil, we've had enough of this. Take us out. All right. Can you fucking believe it?